This is the Nate Shellman Show podcast from News Talk, KBOI Boise. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. Well, good morning. 6.06 on Friday. Yay. It is the 7th of July. It's been such a long three-day week. <laughs> Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper, who didn't bother showing up all this week. It's all right. No, he didn't have to. No, he didn't have to. He's on vacation. He had permission ahead of time. That's Chris Walton over there, by the way. Miss Elizabeth on the other side of the board will be uh, her usual giggle box self today. There it is. Um, Can't wanna, stay out of the Snickers. want to welcome you to today's program. Chris, I just saw something that is perfect for you and me. Was it breakfast? No. Okay. I, but that is perfect for you so and you, I. I agree. So you saw something that's Dang. almost perfect Chris for you and me. got me on that one already. Boom. Okay. He's, he's right. Uh, I was, you know, you are the trivia king. I well, think. thank you. you I, I believe that. Of the things that I don't need to know, you've got all kinds of that stuff locked away in that brain of yours, so... <laughs> I was seeing that the Idaho Capital Sun mm-hmm. is uh, calling out all newsrooms to take us on at Pub Trivia, 7 p.m. July 19th. It'll raise money for uh, journalism internships, and they say they're good and they're not fooling around, and you and I have been challenged. Have we? Well, I don't know about us personally, but our KBY I have I have a newsroom, Okay, and uh, they're saying all newsrooms, all comers... Come at us, and uh, you know, okay. I just happen to have a ringer that uh, I participate with. So. <laughs> where where might this uh, occur? Uh, Boise Brewing, Boise is Brewing. hosting this little fundraiser, mm-hmm. uh, investing in future Latino journalists. A dollar of every pint of beer, I'm guessing, supporting uh, journalism internships. Um, and I, I think that's a good idea. I don't know if we can do this or not, but I'd sure like to try it. So, you know, something to keep an eye on. Well, we have officially been challenged. Well, I'm, I'm saying not us. We've unofficially been challenged. Okay. Other newsrooms have as well. All right. But the Idaho Capital Sun seems to think they have a monopoly on smart people. <laughs> I got to tell you, hmm. I think we could take them. I, also need you to understand that I participated for the first time ever in a trivia challenge. When you were in Bend. When I was in Bend. Yeah. Uh, Last weekend. And and my team won. I'm 1-0 and <laughs> in trivia challenges. Now, you explained that you weren't actually the MVP of your team. I was not the MVP. I, okay. did, I did pretty well. I held my own. Good. On the 80s and 90s trivia, I was all over that. Politics stuff, I did pretty well. Okay. Anything that had to do with current music, no, I was not so good at. All right, but I was lucky to have. What that Miss Elizabeth? You're good at the music stuff. Okay, this is good. To, well, she does a little singing and you know stuff on the side. Well, so maybe maybe we got a one team. of you is over forty and one of you is under forty. Yeah, and so that was that was the point. Is the the people that I were participating with were mm-hmm. twenty five and younger, and they had the they had the music category locked right. up. So. It it worked out pretty well for us, <laughs> so I, I'm saying that this is something we could do. I've never I've never done trivia until this week in a in an official you know game. It was a lot of fun, and the the 
young woman who was like the MC mm-hmm. or the you know the master of ceremonies. It was terrific that evening. Yeah, did a great job. What was it? I at, tipped very well. Was it at uh, one of the very few uh, uh, brew pubs that there in Bend? Yes, yes, it was. So anyway, what, what I meant is there are only a few per street. <laughs> Bend is like that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Anyway, uh, happy Friday. Glad that you're here with us on the program today. What else should we talk about? I really don't know. I would love to talk about football a little more today. Don't have much football to talk about, however. There's nothing in the sports world going on except Major League Baseball and every team in the NBA trying to get Damian Lillard for a pack of bubble gum. Mm-hmm not going to work out is it, it, it apparently there is a trade in the works for Damian Lillard of the currently Portland Trailblazers but there's something holding that trade up I don't know exactly yeah, they, what that is I need to read probably up they that. want half the world for him and I would imagine that that probably does have something to do with it oh I can tell you this I went to the new Indiana Jones movie in the dial of destiny last night and your verdict I was pretty impressed good I liked it that's good. So there are, th- oh, let's see, that, that would make them three for five. <laughs> yeah. There have been, there have been two movies in no, my four lifetime. Four for five. Sorry, four for five. Two movies in my lifetime that I, I left the theater genuinely angry about. Yeah. Was one of them one of the Star Wars movies? Yeah. Okay. I figured you're kind of passionate about that. Yeah. And the last Indiana Jones movie. Oh, yeah. The Kingdom of the Crystal Crystal Skull Skull. was so, so bad. I, as soon as the last scene was done, I was up and out of my seat and cussing like a sailor. Mm -hmm. I hated that movie. I was so angry. And you're right about the the Star Wars movie too. I, I mean, I, there were there was it was like an alien thing. And that in, was a, in the, it, the Star Wars movie. It was 3D that we went and saw. I a, physically threw my my but, 3D glasses at the screen. But there was like a space that. alien. Yeah, um, the Crystal Skull thing was bad. Thing it was about awful. It. It, let's be now, let's be honest. I, it, I complained about that a few years ago. I it was said, terrible. You know, why was there a space alien, uh, you know, plot twist? And somebody said, now in the first movie, uh, basically. Uh, a curse from God killed all the Nazis, and you yeah. didn't think something supernatural would happen again? And I said, okay, I don't know. Okay. I didn't care Maybe for it. Maybe I'm expecting it. too much. I didn't care for it. Reality out of Indiana Flying Jones. saucers, and, you know, I, I think more than anything, that last Indiana Jones movie, you could see that Spielberg and Harrison Ford had lost their fastball. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying. I do. When you When you see really good stuff out of people and they they get back together you're like oh well this is going to be great shia labeouf wasn't in this one was he no no they i i don't want to give anything away he was not in the film okay i'll just say that this film not bad if it's the final indiana jones movie and they say it is it's a pretty good way to end i'll take it i'll take it that's what i'm telling i guess they could always you know reboot the thing and you know, well, re- I mean, they could recast Indiana Jones like they have for so years with James Bond. Indiana Jones is also a Lucasfilm production, like Star Wars is, mm-hmm. right? And Star Wars has been in the process of doing all this computer-generated work 
for the Mandalorian series that they did. And my nerd is coming out here, so bear with me, everybody. Super nerd on the microphone right now. We're talking Star Wars and Indiana Jones. It's, it's, I have passion for both things. It's like uh, a regular nerd, only you also yeah, wear a cape. And, yeah, all that. So Star Wars has been playing with this computer-generated uh, technology in which they have brought Luke Skywalker back in the Mandalorian series. And it worked out pretty well. But it's all a trial for a new movie that they want to put together where they will bring all of the original cast members back on film for what I believe is heir to the Empire that the one of the new big wigs at uh, Lucasfilm, Dave Filoni, is trying to put together. It's a book series that came out, I think, 30 years ago. It's pretty so, good, though. So it would be all of the people from the late 1970s looking like Carrie that. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Yeah. Han Solo. And, and it would be pretty Harrison much... Ford. Pretty much all AI. All AI, computer-generated, de-aging technology, pretty big stuff. It's it's 6.15, I'm sorry. Mm. 6.15, and it's time for sports. Yeah, as as you can tell, Nerd Rick just did a little squealing and, "Ah, where's my glasses? You know, I'm going to be okay, though. They're on my head. Yes, I got that. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Sports for you. I mentioned the trade for Damian Lillard still not done yet. What are they waiting for? Well, basically, the Blazers don't have to do anything right now if they don't want to. Damian Lillard is a Portland Trailblazer, and that doesn't have to change if they don't want it to, regardless of what Damian Lillard says. He says he won't play for the Blazers anymore, but don't worry about that. They're waiting to get the best deal they can get. And there's still a lot of summer league and things like that going. And so the Blazers, they feel like they can wait things out. And they say they plan to do just that. Baseball. How'd the Seattle Mariners do last night? Hey, they won a game. What do you know? They beat the Houston Astros by a score of 5-1. to We'll have more on that coming up. KBY News Time is 616. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. By the way, I just want to mention, sports was brought to you by the Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. They'll get open here at 7 a.m., which yeah. is where Chris and I wish I were hanging mm-hmm. out right now. Neat eats and hip drips, which yeah. means good food and good coffee. Yeah. I would like all of those things this morning. I don't know why I'm so hungry this morning. Yeah. probably has something to do with going to the movie last night and not getting home until almost 10 o'clock at night and just bypassing dinner and going straight to bed. So why am I hungry? Well, there you have it. This weekend is the 142nd anniversary of the creation of Coca-Cola. We were just talking about that. The guy who invented Coca-Cola uh, did so because he had been in the Civil War. He was on the Confederate side, mm-hmm. and he was uh, a pharmacist, and he became addicted to morphine because he uh, was wounded in the Civil War, and he was trying to figure out uh, a cure for morphine addiction, and uh, you know, it figured it should be something with uh, chemical properties to it, you know, that tasted good but also did interesting things to your body, and basically he 
created a beverage that included cocaine but tasted <laughs> but 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 tasted good and he invented coca-cola and this was in 1886 that uh, coca-cola came out he never got rich because uh just 2 years later not seeing a whole lot of money from it he sold his interest in in coca-cola how how long ago was that uh, that was in 1888. 1888. When he, when he sold the interest. Somebody drank that Coca-Cola and went, man, yeah. that stuff is so good, I need another one. <laughs> I don't need a nap like ever again. That feels great. And coincidentally, on the same day, uh, but only seven years earlier, the first ice cream sundae was served, no also by a pharmacist, this time in Wisconsin. Today's kind of a big day on Wall Street. Uh, I'm going to play this report, Elizabeth. Turn this on here real quick. Eyes will be on the jobs report this morning. Analysts are expecting that 240,000 jobs were added to the American workforce in June. That would be a slowdown from the 339,000 in May. But uh, month after month, hiring has been defying expectations. And this putting investors on edge right now. Uh, more on this from Washington, as we hear in this report. The Dow Jones dropped 366 points, about 1% yesterday, marking its worst day since May after a survey of private companies showed stronger-than-expected hiring, especially in the leisure and hospitality industry. The big concern is that a hot jobs market will lead to higher wages and inflation and force the Fed to raise interest rates again after it paused last month. That would, of course, make borrowing costs more expensive for your credit card or your new mortgage. So right now, the Dow is down 30 points. Not bad. I mean, you could rebound from that easy enough. But uh, there are some jittery folks on Wall Street, and sometimes that is not good for the market. We'll check in uh, next hour with Jeremiah Bates to tell us a little more about what's going on with Wall Street this morning, too. So stand by for that. We also have local news on the way for you. Stand by for that. It's next. KBOI News Time is 627. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. I'm going to be tired at the end of today. All this news and sports and hosting and stuff. That's a good time to be tired at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, Miss Elizabeth's only told us four times today that she's ready to go back to bed. I told her she can as soon as it's after 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Just wait until then. It'll be all right. Oh, my goodness. It's Friday. It's open phones Friday. You can call anytime. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. 208-336-3700 is the number to call. 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We will bring up several things that you can talk about if you want. But really, it's all about you. Looking uh, through stories, uh, I'm not entirely sure what bidenomics is well, it's like reaganomics only maybe like the opposite president joe biden today was, rolling out a new set of initiatives to reduce health care costs i don't remember was there an obamanomics because that just sounds kind of cool no to say. but there was bush obamacare i mean there was well, a, true. He, had, he had obamacare but not obamaomics i mean that sounds like a, a song obamanomics da 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> so, the president, Joe Biden, 
is proposing a crackdown on scam insurance plans, new guidance to prevent surprise medical bills, and an effort to reduce medical debt tied to credit cards. His remarks will build on previous initiatives to limit health care costs with the Department of Health and Human Services releasing new estimates showing 18.7 million older adults and other medical beneficiaries will save about $400 per year in prescription drug costs in 2025 because of the president placing a cap on out-of-pocket spending as part of last year's Inflation Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. Gearing up for his 2024 re-election campaign as inflation remains a dominant concern for voters, the Democratic president has emphasized his policies to help families manage their expenses as well as uh, of government incentives to encourage private sector development of electric vehicles, clean energy, and advanced computer chips and Republican lawmakers criticizing Biden's policies by saying they have spurred higher prices and hurt uh, the well-being of families. And Republicans have definitely a point to make here on this. Inflation does suck, as we have (laughs) certainly felt around here these days. But Bidenomics, Bidenomics, Bidenomics. they are... uh, talking about that and he's taking his show on the road I think, I think your name has to end in end you know just end because there's bidenomics there was reaganomics and i believe there was nixonomics back in the early 70s was there yeah that's before me might have been johnsonomics i don't know carteromics but like there i mean there might have been, even have been trumanomics but like there was no Rooseveltomics. we got to take a break kby okay. news time is six thirty-seven. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.43 on News Talk KBOI. Sports coming up here in just a minute. Play some Mariners clips for you. I found them. By the way, if, if you really want to see the worst of the internet, jump on Reddit. Reddit? Yeah. Why is it the worst? Well, it's it it's just, no one particular subject. Does it but just I mean, have everything on it? Is I that mean, you just can find anything on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll, I'll be honest. I look to Reddit sometimes to find things that you wouldn't normally find in the news. Things like people are wondering... Hey, what was this violent explosion that I heard in this neighborhood? Mm. You know, you just you would look on and, and Boise or Meridian. And chances are somebody would and report that yeah, on Reddit. Some somebody would say, "Oh, I know what this was, and this this is all it was." Mm. Or if there is a, you know, a police chase that's going on, sometimes Reddit will have some information on that that's just not really well known, and you can connect with certain people and and, and ask more questions. And it's not usually verifiable information so as a news person you know it's things that i'm always going to go and verify based on what i see on reddit sometimes mm-hmm. but for instance uh there was uh, a, an incident at at the mall several months ago several months ago where now we remember at the mall there was a shooting yeah boise and, town square and you know, a lot of people were still concerned about that, but some high school kids had brought paintball guns into the mall 
And yeah, it just seems like a really bad idea. A really with. bad idea, especially after the shooting. And so people were really, really concerned. So I saw that on Reddit and was able to follow up some other information there, which led me to be able to confirm some things that had been going on there. But actually, I got the story first from Reddit. But there's all kinds of other things on I, there. I've never been on Reddit. I always just assumed it was some where people shared articles about stuff. Yeah. Hence the name it's Reddit. The, it's, you know? it's, yeah, it's not always that. Hmm. And In fact, I was just looking at one of the worst things. It was some parents that were beating a kid. I say a kid who's like 17, 18-year-old kid sitting at a computer because he had spent their entire life savings on in-game content oh, wow. on whatever game he was playing. And he was a teenager, so he was old enough to know better? Yeah. Yep. Mom and dad not very happy about that. Time for sports. It's brought to you by the Pork Belly in CUNA. Serving up, I swear, I'll keep telling you about this. The menu is awesome. I discard the menu and go straight to chicken fried steak because (laughs) it's the best I've ever had. The menu is really good. Lots of things on there that you would eat for breakfast. Chicken fried steak is the thing you got to hit. In fact, I think they got a new menu coming out. You know, they I, think it's, I think it's this week. It's got a lot of stuff from the old menu, which is nice. It is. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, let's look at what's happening in sports, specifically with a team that uh, many people are familiar with and really, really like around here. That would be the Seattle Mariners. Oh, I got to play a clip here, Elizabeth. Can we do that? Here. Here's the stretch by Blanco. The pitch on the way. Eugenio swinging a fly ball deep to left field. Jokes looking up, and this one is gone. Goodbye, Goodbye baseball. baseball. Hey, you, Suarez with his 10th home run of the season. It gives the Mariners a 2-0 lead here in the top of any number two. The call on Cairo <laughs> Radio. <laughs> they're not booing. They're yelling, you, Eugenio. Or as he would have been called in the 60s, Gene. <laughs> Uh, the Mariners not done there. Into the wind. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Cracked to right field. This is hammered. It's back. It's on its way. It's into the seats. J.P. Crawford, a solo home run, his eighth of the season, blisters it into the orange in right field, and the Mariners extend the lead. It's 3 nothing M's. The Mariners would go on to beat the Astros by a score of 5-1. to one. What does this do in the American League West, you ask? Well, in the AL West, where the Mariners are now, uh, let's see. The Mariners are 43-43. and 43. They're exactly at 500 again. This is usually where they fail. We'll wait and see. The Houston Astros are 49 and 39, just two games back behind the Texas Rangers for first place in the AL West. Uh, we'll get to more baseball coming up. KBOI News Time 648. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Now 707 on Friday morning. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today, here with Chris Walton, where we are looking through the news today and finding some uh, well, some things that are interesting for darn sure. And you're welcome to call because it's Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-KBOI. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I saw the story about the majority of the House Freedom Caucus voting to remove... GOP Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. 
uh, just before the current congressional recess, June 23rd. This is according to uh, Republican yeah, Representative she, Andy Harris of Maryland. She and Lauren Boebert apparently have been feuding for a few months. Uh, yeah, they have. Despite their similarities. And they got into a bit of an argument on the House floor, and she referred to uh, Congressman Boebert as a, let's say, little witch, but she didn't say witch. A little B-O-C-H. Biatch, is that yeah, that's yeah, what okay. I want. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and they decided that uh, you can't call people names on now, the... Am I mistaken? Is not our very own Congressman Russ Fulcher a member of the he is. Freedom Caucus? And Raul Labrador was before him. Uh-huh. I wonder if they would be willing to talk to us about that. I would say probably not because I don't like to talk about the junk that goes on in your house. Or in this case, the Freedom Caucus. They don't like to talk about the bad well, junk. I mean, he'll, he'll, they only like to talk about the good junk. If we asked him about it, he would probably just say, well, it's unfortunate when uh, things get heated. Marjorie Taylor Greene of the great state of Georgia is a little bit what we like to call cray-cray. Volatile. Yeah. I'm not a fan. She's uh, she's passionate about what she believes. Eh, passionate and crazy. You know, I I think most of it comes from being a member of QAnon. You think so? I think if you're willing to believe everything that QAnon is throwing at you. You might want to reassess some things in your life. As now members of QAnon are targeting Rick. Don't like that. <laughs> are they? I've been oh, recruited that's, that's by a, several a, folks who are who are members of QAnon. You've been recruited what into QAnon? No. I I have been approached by people that I know. Actually, some people I really respect, some people I really like that are members of QAnon. Who have come to me and said, Rick, you really need to join up. You really need to look into this and start hearing the truth. So QAnon is a thing you can be a member of then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing where if you, for lack of a better word, if you go down the rabbit hole and start looking at all the conspiracy theories that QAnon folks believe in, you get into some pretty wild areas. But if you look further and you allow them to start connecting the dots for you, you do one of two things. You go, oh, wow, it's all connected to a bigger world of craziness that just is unbelievable and wow. Or you just go, wow, you're crazy, and I don't want to have anything to do with you. Or you, could, one or, the other. Or, or you, you could say, wow, I've learned a lot today. Well, I, and, and that's kind of where I was. And I, I don't mean to disrespect, although I, I, I know that I definitely have here. But there's some, there's some things that you have to go along with up front with QAnon that are just a little too out of reach for me to go along with. And mm, really didn't intend to go here, but I know that 
Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene has been, although I don't know that she would still say she is a member of QAnon or believes in all the Q theories that they were running down with. Yeah. Um, in any case, she is no longer a member of the Freedom Caucus, kicked out by her other members. Green didn't address her membership status when she was asked for comment, instead saying in a statement that she will never change her character and in Congress, I serve Northwest Georgia first and serve no group in Washington. My America First credentials, guided by my Christian faith, are forged in steel, seared into my character, and I will never change. I will work with anyone who wants to secure our border, protect our children inside the womb, and after they are born, and the and end forever foreign wars and do the work to save our country. I mean, she's saying good things here. Mm-hmm. She's saying all the right things. That really is a well-crafted response. Give her some credit. And I know she's been to Idaho at least twice that I'm aware of to come and speak to, I, I think she spoke. Mm, there is a, There are a number of Republican fundraisers that happen around our state, and I'm not remembering right offhand which one she was a part of but i know it's one that we helped promote so marjorie taylor green wherever you're at she's not in a caucus meeting i just think it's ironic how she and uh representative bobert are well they're both fire plugs for Everything that goes on in Congress. Like on MSNBC, they called them the right-wing Betty and Veronica. (laughs) Do they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) So, you know, when Betty and Veronica have a falling out. What is that in reference to Betty and Veronica? What what is that? Archie Comics. Archie Comics, okay. One brunette, one blonde. I don't read Archie Comics. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Look, when Miss Elizabeth looks at me like I'm crazy, I've really screwed up. So, Wow. I apologize for not getting my Archie comic trivia today. But thank you for supplying me with that no information because I really screwed up. In, in, a, in a more modern sense, I guess it would be a reference to the show Riverdale, which is, of course, also based on Archie comics characters. It is? Mm-hmm. God, I'm so clueless. Pop culture is calling. Why haven't I answered the phone? Maybe you have an unlisted number. I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's look at sports today. It's brought to you by the Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. Hip drip, hip drips. Is that what it's called? Hip drips. Mm-hmm. Good eats. They are open now in Cuna. Stop by and see them today. Really, really good breakfast, which sounds awesome right now. Waiting to see what's going on with the Portland Trailblazers. They have some kind of deal that they're trying to pull with the Miami Heat. Don't know if that's going to happen. Here is one deal that I can tell you has been worked out, though. Uh, DeJounte Murray of the Atlanta Hawks have agreed in principle on a four-year contract extension. What do you suppose this guy is going to get? Four years, $120 million. Seriously. Man, 
thirty million bucks a year. Wait, he's going to get a hundred and twenty million over four years. Sometimes they break that down a little differently, as you know. It, so it'll average out to thirty million a year. You'll get signing bonus. You'll get some other kind of bonus. Then you'll get whatever it is per year. And his name is again. Dejounte Murray. Right. I mean, it, it just seems like if you're at a point where you can make $30 million a year, you ought to be a household name by then. He's not. True. But he is a darn good player. I mean, he scores 20 points a game, six assists, five boards, a steal and a half per game, and the 74 games all starts in his first season with the Hawks. Pretty good. He spent his first five years in the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs before being traded to Atlanta in part of the deal that sent uh, Danilo Gelliarni and three first-round picks. Overall, he has uh, had about 14 points a game and five boards and five assists. All good numbers. He's not a triple-double guy, but he does give you some good numbers. $120 million. Not bad. <laughs> KBOI News Time is 717. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Thanks for hanging out with us on Friday morning. 7.23 as we go to talk to our good friend Jeremiah Bates this morning. Jeremiah, how we doing? Another jobs report, this time in the form of the actual Labor Department. So uh, yesterday kind of we had, one. of course, ADP. Yep, I think more, more focus is a bit on this, at least from the eyes of the Federal Reserve and what investors are really looking at. So, we're, of course, yesterday was certainly a taking a breather of the markets. We saw all three major U.S. indexes down close to that 1% mark. We're looking at the futures market this morning. They're relatively flat, which I do anticipate kind of to be the case for today. But it's we're kind of seeing a mixed picture here. So if we're looking at the report that was released this morning, the U.S. economy added 209,000 jobs in the month of June. Now, here's the kicker. It was well below the estimate of 240,000 and certainly showing trending lower from the number that we saw last month. But it's also the 30th consecutive month that we've seen job growth in the United States. But this is also the, this breaks a 14th cycle where we saw a beating of expectations. So meaning the past 14 months, the job numbers that have come out have beat economists expectations. This is the first time in 14 months that we've seen that. So we're starting to see some sectors. So some strong job gains, like where was the concentration of growth from last month? We saw it in healthcare. And when interestingly enough, we saw it in construction. So. This kind of concern around the the housing market and builders, we're not really seeing that in the data, at least yet. Now, if you're looking at leisure and hospitality, this is a sector that's seen a tremendous amount of growth over the past few years. Uh, It did lag a little bit out of the other sectors. So again, if you look at the kind of the overall picture of of these job numbers that we've seen, at least for at least the report that was released today, Job growth is solid, but it's slowing a bit. You also saw much of the job growth in June. It was made up from government jobs and those other sectors that I mentioned. Also, here's what is the, here is what the Federal Reserve is watching closely, and this is what's changing the market's anticipation of interest rates moving forward. We saw wage growth. Wage growth did increase 4.4% year over year. So if you're looking at this whole picture of inflation, if you're seeing increased wage growth, 
bottom line is we're likely going to see the Federal Reserve continue to raise rates because if we're seeing higher wages, that'll likely transition into consumer spending, which means the inflation picture that we're seeing is likely going to stay more sticky. But I don't think it's uh, really a surprise to anyone. I don't, in my opinion, previously, the market was really pricing in maybe one rate hike and actually the Federal Reserve cutting rates. I think the more likely scenario is we see two more rate hikes this year and they sit and pause and they'll likely keep the keep the Fed funds rate over mm-hmm. 5% until we start to see some significant pullback in these inflation numbers. But again, we get CPI next week. And if that surprises to the downside, we could see a uh, um, kind of a 180 on this picture that we're seeing at least, at least this week. All right, brother. Thanks very much for your time. We'll talk to you in an hour. Thanks, gents. Right, talk to you soon. Jeremiah Bates. KBOI News Time is 726. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Sounded like somebody had an idea there for a second. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> Good morning. It's 7.35. I used to hang out with a guy that if you said, uh, hey, can't you see I'm thinking? He'd say, no, but I did smell something burning. <laughs> you never knew if you were being insulted or not. Well, it could be like that. Glad you're with us today. It's Friday morning, and uh, it's Open Phones Friday at that. 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you would like to talk about something that's on your mind today. Uh, something you will probably see somewhere, the jobless report, or the job report, I should say. Uh, U.S. slowed hiring, but still added a solid... 209,000 jobs in June. It's just a sign of economies. Jeremiah was talking about and said that it it was, it was lower than, than had been expected. They were expecting 240,000, but got 209,000. Yep. We'll wait and, uh, see how the market does today. But, uh, here initially down 74 points on the Dow this morning. I saw something today that just scares me to death. We have talked so much about AI and how AI is coming along and there's deep fakes out there where you could, you could look at a video of something. God bless you over there. You could look at a video of someone and not know for sure whether it's really them or a deep fake. Some are really hard to spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen all the Tom some, Cruise some stuff aren't. that's out there where they, they, they fake the Tom Cruise face? Right. Some of them aren't that difficult because you can tell they have like two rows of upper teeth. And it's sure. Like, no, that's not right. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But I, I was looking at a report. We'll talk more about this. You've heard of the calls that the scam calls have, have been made. And it's like, Grandma, it's Rick. I need your help. Yeah. Can you help me? They're using AI technology to simulate people's voices to now make these grandparent help calls. And they're taking thousands of dollars from folks that just want to help their grandson or granddaughter or son or daughter. Scary what AI is doing to dupe people. Yeah. Talk about that coming up. 
Again, 208 336 3700, the number to call. We'll be right back. KBOI News Time is 738. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I guess there's some significance to this. Oh, we were talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert earlier, and that uh, people refer to them sometimes as the right-wing Betty and Veronica, and so uh, Elizabeth decided to play something by the Archies, and Betty and Veronica were members of the Archies. Uh, Veronica, let's see, played keyboards and sang back up, uh-huh. and Betty uh, shook a tambourine. And also saying back up. Okay. How I'm just sitting here shaking my head. I don't even know where to go with that. It was, Let's fic- go it was, it was fictitious. I know course. sports, by God. We'll do that. 744, and it's time for sports. Brought to you by Betty and Veronica and their dumb song. <laughs> Brought to you by the Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. Mm. They're serving up some really good breakfast already this morning. They opened an hour ago and are uh, ready to go for you today as well. It's where I will be taking my girls tomorrow for breakfast because chicken fried steak sounds dang good right about now. I get a hankering every once in a while. I just do this stuff. It's been a while since I've seen Chef Wally, too, so I'm making a trip out there this weekend. Let's talk about San Diego State and the Mountain West Conference. They are still at odds as the Aztecs attempt to smooth over their awkward non-exit from the league. The conference is withholding $6.6 million distribution and disallowing San Diego State officials from meetings while the league decides whether the Aztecs can be members of the conference heading forward. This is according to documents obtained by the San Diego Union Tribune. Yeah, the summer football meetings are coming up fairly soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometime this month. That $6.6 million is being withheld as a means of covering an exit fee. The Mountain West says San Diego State owes the league. At the center of the conflict is a letter submitted by San Diego State President to the conference on June 13th. The Mountain West considered it an official notice as the Aztecs were leaving the league. While the school claims it was only a notice to open communication but not final notice that a decision was made. Now, why would they do that? <laughs> if why you're just if you're just thinking about something, why why issue would, a release? Yes. Right? In the letter, the Aztecs wrote to formally notice that San Diego State intends to resign from the Mountain West. Well, that sounds pretty dang official. But <laughs> they thought an invite was coming from the Pac-12, yeah. but it didn't happen. So that's Take that Aztec. That's that's what uh, I always advise people. They talk about, hey, should I quit my job? And I say, well, get another one and then quit this one. Okay. Well, the bylaws say the sixteen point five million dollar buyout jumps to thirty four million if notice wasn't given by July first. Hmm. Well, they didn't give any other notice, but the Mountain West is saying, well, we'll take that sixteen point six million because you did give us a, a notice that said you were intending to resign. Well, it's still up in the air. 
No invite from the Pac-12 yet for the Aztecs, who's got to have a... Or the Big 12. But it's tight as it possibly can get right now. (laughs) They were willing to take one from the Big 12. (laughs) They were taking one. KBOI News Time is 747. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about today. News Talk KBOI, 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless Story in the Idaho Capital Sun today that uh, I'm just now paying attention to. It says, due to high turnover and competition with federal agencies, half of the state of Idaho's seasonal wildland firefighters are new, which has resulted in fewer experienced firefighters filling leadership positions. This according to state officials. State has full staffing with 170 seasonal firefighters. According to the Idaho Department of Lands Fire Management Chief, Josh Harvey. But the state is lacking experienced personnel, such as incident commanders and qualified engine bosses, who each lead a single fire engine and where, its personnel. Where does one find seasoned uh, wildland firefighters who well, are available? That is a very good question. But the headline tells you Idaho grapples with high turnover among the state's seasonal firefighters. And they are, they're going to meet the minimum standard for fire readiness. But that's not great news when you look at heading into wildland yeah. fire season. And it's starting to, well, I mean, I mean, you, you see how warm it's been over the last several sure. days. Yeah. We expect. You're going to see a lot more fires when it's like this. There are a bunch going on in Washington State right now. Sure. Just because it's been oh, so warm. Oh, Canada has had terrible Canada fires too, this yeah, year. Just north of there. So what is the problem? Why are we not getting well, I mean, more it's experienced probably, firefighters there? I mean, you know, the, it, it's the sort of job where my guess is if you do it for a season or two, you probably think, hey, it's time to retire. You know, I, I don't want to do this my whole life. This is dangerous. This is... This is way too hard. A lot of times it's you know, done in futility. I wonder how much pay has to do with that and or benefits. I mean, it's probably the sort of job where you feel like you're never getting paid enough. Yeah, maybe. Let's go to the phones. Tony is on the line from Boise. Hi, Tony. Thanks for calling Hi. us on News Talk KBOI. Listen, I heard something this morning. I caught just part of it on the, on the news this morning. It was after 5 o'clock. Uh, I'm listening to the same channel as I'm listening to now. They reported uh, uh, a child that was left in a car overnight uh, the day after uh, the 4th of July. Did you hear anything about that? Uh, You say this was just after 5 o'clock this morning? Yeah, I heard it on the news just after 5. Gotcha. I I can tell you it, it was in Florida. Yeah. It, it wasn't a local story. We have local news starts at about 6 a.m. So yeah. uh, it wouldn't have been a local newscast that you heard that. It was a toddler, and uh, it was it, it was uh, it was a hot car, but they left her there all night following a 4th of July party, and she died. That's terrible. And they've been charged with aggravated manslaughter. Yeah. The parents have. That See, was so sad. Yeah. That was so 
sad because yeah. uh, the, the parents were involved in drugs and uh, marijuana, drinking and everything like that. Don't leave that poor child in a car overnight. How, yeah. could, they, how could they let that go? Yeah, you're right. It is terrible. Yeah. Tony, thanks very much for the phone call. We've got to take a break here. News at the top of the hour coming up and your damn near impossible question. We'll tease that coming up as well. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's 806 at News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today. Got an instant message from Bruce in Loman who says, Chris, you can't find experienced firefighters. You have to grow them. We were asking earlier, you know, because they said people, uh, wild and firefighters, they, they've got mostly young people who don't have a lot of experience and they have to put them in some leadership roles even when they're not ready. So where do you find the experienced ones? Well, just give give the current ones experience. That's that is all you true. Can do. That is true. And you know, the truth is, most people are not looking for seasonal work. Wildland firefighting is very much seasonal work. Yeah, people like to work year round, and like to get paid year round, not just during the summertime. We'll talk more about that if you would like to. 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Tom, you are up. Tom is in Mountain Home today, and we're talking about firefighting with Tom. How are you today? Good. What can we do for you, Tom? Oh, I was just had a comment about your firefighters' lack of experience, and I'm not sure about Idaho Department of Lands, but I know with the federal government, the pay has not kept up with, I think, the private sector. And just for an example, my daughter uh, fought fire for seven years, starting at age 18, every summer during college, and then graduated from U of I with a uh, natural resource degree. And at seven years in, as a firefighter with a college degree, she was a five-step one, which was $16 and some cents mm-hmm. an hour. And that's, you know, and she got a permanent job by that time with benefits, seasonal, permanent seasonal, so part year. But still, who's going to keep doing that at 16 dollars an hour um they do get hazard and overtime pay they but should it, it still doesn't add up mm-hmm. anybody deserves hazard pay yeah no kidding tom appreciate your time this morning thanks very much for calling you take bet. care yeah the the story that i'm reading in the idaho capital sun says very much the same thing the fire chief of the idaho department of land says the turnover and leadership retention are complex problems the economy Idaho housing costs, state pay levels, and competition with federal agencies play roles. He says, for example, fire crews historically hire college students who are looking to save money for the school year. He says, speaking specifically for Idaho, the cost of living to find a place to rent or buy has skyrocketed from north to south, even in smaller communities. And that means that 
Student firefighters are spending almost all of their pay on housing and aren't able to save any of their money for the school year. That makes sense. Yeah. Because as we know, rent in our well, area it, it would explain, is not easy. It would explain a lot of the turnover, like you know he was talking about. Uh, instant message, I think, from Heath says, you could talk about the new independent movie that beat out the senior Indiana Jones movie on a much smaller budget. I think the movie he's talking about is uh, called Sound of Freedom. And, yeah, it did very well at the box office against uh, Indiana Jones last weekend. I'm not familiar with the movie. What is it? Um, it, uh, it's it got Jim Caviezel in it and uh, Mira Sorvino. It's about a guy that goes to, he basically quits his job and goes to Columbia to uh, rescue children that are being trafficked. I see. Human trafficked. Interesting. I'm not familiar with the film. It doesn't mean it's not good. It also means I've been very locked in on Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I will tell you the new Indiana Jones movie I went and saw it last night. I was pretty happy with it. I think the Rotten Tomatoes score for the new Indiana Jones movie is something like 65, 67%, something in that range. Mm-hmm. Below 70, but that number has gone up quite a bit. Since the movie came out, it's like the the Rotten Tomatoes score. Sometimes critics will see a film and they'll be like, oh, that's the best film I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go see it and be like, I'm totally but, disinterested. But I'm falling asleep. Well, yeah, it's like it's not exactly a date movie. Right. So the Indiana Jones score on Rotten Tomatoes started around 4850 and then jumped up to near 70 after mm. it premiered and people started scoring it on their own. I would give it a a better score what than the last movie series. Yeah, I was going to say, what did Kingdom of the Crystal Skull get? Sing, I don't know. Single digits? I don't know, but I love Indiana Jones, and I'll never watch that film again. John uh, writes in MTH and QAnon. I think he means MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. And QAnon. I agree. QAnon is a little out there, believing a nefarious satanic group is targeting anyone not liberal. But I would propose a variation of QAnon is at play and has been at play within all societies on planet Earth for many millennia. So in summary, MTG isn't all wrong, just some of the details are mixed up. That's kind of general. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been a little on the the fringe of being nuts, but that's just my opinion. And, uh, However, you know, l- let me let me say this okay. about Marjorie Taylor Greene real quick. While I've heard her say some outlandish things that I just shake my head and go, that is, that's dumb. How could you even think that? I mean, the Jewish laser beams thing comes in to, to play here. There's plenty of QAnon conspiracy theories that she has bought into and commented on and tweeted about, it's there if you want to look at it. I say she's a little out there. However, she also is very strong on border security, which is a big issue for conservatives. She is very strong on abortion issues that are right in line with conservative issues. She speaks very strong to conservative principle, which I'll buy into. I'm okay with that. But she also goes a little on the overboard side when you look at some other 
conspiracy theories that she has talked about and bought into. So you can be conservative and still buy into crazy theories. The same as you can be very liberal and buy into other crazy theories. I'm just saying she's a little far out there for me. I can't get there with Marjorie Taylor Greene. But <laughs> I I agree that she is very conservative Sorry, that and strong in me, issues that... That shouldn't have made me laugh. I know. I know. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were going no, to right. say... Uh, I forget now, but John wrote back and said, uh, regarding the Aztecs leaving the Mountain West, oops, uh, doesn't that fall into the, I'll, I'll paraphrase here, doesn't that fall into the ah shoot category? <laughs> well, you know, the Aztecs have this going for them. Geographically, they're in the right place. Southern California, where the Pac-12 really needs a partner. Major market, too. Major market, Gets them back into L.A. where UCLA and USC are no longer going to be. They need that presence. San they Diego, need that anyway, TV yeah. market. San Diego State, really the only team that can give that to you. I thought there was a chance that UNLV would be invited based on the... Also, you get Vegas, major market. you can get L.A. In, mm-hmm. in most cases. But that wasn't the case. I'm still not convinced when, uh, the Mountain West will be able to retain the Aztecs. I think the Aztecs are on the out. I think that's the way it's going to be. Several years ago when Boise State was considering and actually announced that they were going to but then didn't uh, join the, the Big East Conference, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the Big East Conference, it didn't care where it was getting teams from as far as like how far away from the actual East Coast, but they wanted them in markets that were a decent size. Like right. they didn't want any small college towns. Mm-hmm. They wanted, I think Boise was about the smallest market that they were willing was, to yeah. uh, to go into, but they wanted San Diego State, they wanted Houston, they wanted several other teams. Right. All right, we'll take a break. Damn near impossible question coming up. KBOI News Time is 816. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 824 at News Talk KBOI. And the damn near impossible question with a $25 gift card. I'm sorry, $50, 50. gift card on the line for you. Chris, to Deja Brew Bistro in Meridian. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, here to promote your property worldwide. The number 47-ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the world, which covers three continents, 12 countries, and 1,500 brokerages. Call 208-888-4128. The question. The very first National United States military draft began 160 years ago today during the third year of the Civil War. You could legally avoid the draft at that time by paying the government. How much did it cost to be removed from draft consideration at that time in 1863? There you go. Number to call, 208-336-3700. Lines are full, and Matt is ready to go. Hi, Matt. Thanks for calling us this morning. Yeah, good morning, Nate. How are you, Chris? What can we do for you? Not too bad. What's what's the question? I mean, what's the answer? (laughs) What's the answer? (laughs) Well, is it 25 or 50, Nate? <laughs> well, if Nate were here, it's actually uh, Nate yeah. would most certainly tell you <laughs> something snarky because that's what he oh. does. That's what he does. Okay. So, so it's Ron. No, it's not 25 no. or 50. No, it's not 25 oh. or 50. But thanks for calling yeah, today, Matt. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. 
Jim, you're up next. Thanks for calling us today, Jim. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Very good. good Thank you. Well, if the show The Gangs of New York is accurate at all, I would say three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. Uh, still, still not the uh, the actual not, amount. Not the correct oh. amount, Jim. Thank you very much for trying. But that today. was a, that was a pretty good movie. Though. It was. Yeah. Mike, Mike, you're up. You got a shot at this fifty dollar gift card. Uh, fifty bucks. Was it fifty dollars? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What is the answer? One hundred dollars is correct. One hundred dollars, and you're and out. see in in 1863, most of America could not come up with a hundred bucks. So essentially, if you were rich, you could get out of the draft, and if you weren't, you went to the Civil War. But if you had a hundred bucks, you're doing pretty good. Mike, That's congratulations! Right. We'll put you on hold. We'll get some information from you, and we will give you. At $50. You can decide at that time to keep eating or stay out of the Civil War. <laughs> we have news on the way here for you coming up. Uh, local news, that is. Stand by. We'll do that next. KBY News Time is 826. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's 839 it's Open Phones Friday, and we got a phone line open for you if you want to jump in, 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I'm Rick Worthington, in for Mike Casper today. I'm not Nate. I'm not Ron. I'm just saying. We had a dude that was confused. Usually people get this. And it's only because I do news and then I do sports, and then I do the show, and then I do news again, and, and most people got this worked out. But hi, that's Chris Walton over there. Nobody's getting that mixed up. I'm just messing. Phone line open, and we go to the line right now. Rich is on in Boise about open carrying during the 4th of July parade. I was wondering yeah, when this was going to come up. Hi there, Rich. Well, Chris and Nate were talking about it, and they were, and specifically, I'm talking about, you know, Nate said that, uh, well, that the people that were nervous or didn't like having people carrying long guns alongside the parade route. Hey, Rich. He goes, well, that's just, hold that thought uh, one second because I want Chris to recap this story for folks. I was not here during Fourth of July. I heard a little bit about this, but I didn't hear you guys talk about it, Chris. So. There was some open carrying during the 4th of July parade. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of different groups who uh, marched in the parade, participated in the parade. Uh, and let's see, one I think was a militia group, and then one was more of an anti-vax type of group. I, I, I don't have the names written down at the moment, but we, we just talked about the fact that some people were upset by that, and other people thought there was nothing wrong with it. Okay. Go ahead, Rich. Sorry about that. Well, it's... It, it, it wasn't necessarily about the people in the parade on the floats. Uh, they also said that there were people on the sidelines. And then Nate said, well, people who have a problem with that, well, that, that's their problem. Well, we had had three mass shootings, at least that weekend, involving people carrying long guns. And everybody that was carrying them was being peaceably carrying them until they decided to start shooting people. 
And so I don't think there's anything wrong with people objecting or not liking to go to a parade and seeing people packing around long guns on the sidelines. I mean, just because the amount of mass shootings that we have in this country. I mean, a parade would be a perfect place to do that. You know, so All right, I mean, Rich, I'm, I'm going to ask you... Uh... I'm going to ask you this question, and I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I'm not giving you a bad time. Is it legal for someone to carry a firearm, even if they are in a public place like a parade? Yes, but that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. So it I does. You're asking it that does question. have no, something doesn't. to do with it, it. No, the only thing I'm talking about is people do have a reasonable fear. And going to a parade and seeing people packing around guns, they have a reasonable fear. I, I didn't that. say anything about it being illegal or anything. Right. It okay. doesn't matter if they if they could legally carry a gun. Uh, a lot of these mass shooters could legally carry guns. Mm-hmm. There so were there were a few. The the, the, there were a couple of different people who wrote in or called in and said that, as far as they were concerned, the only reason to carry a gun in that situation would be intimidation. Well, yeah, that, that I oh, I think they're just trying to be big shots. I mean, it's it, like like you pointed out, Chris. Yes, it's legal to do it, uh, but is it necessary? Do you have to? Well, do I it totally, you know? I totally understand where you're coming from, and I, I've got no problem with that. In fact, I've done a show here before where I talked about going into an ice cream shop, and there was a kid there. He couldn't have been more than twenty years old may not have even been 20 years old. I'm guessing 18 to 20. And he was carrying a pistol, not at a holster on his belt, but just tucked in his waistband of his shorts for all to see. It was yeah. like displaying it. In the front? You know, in the front. Bad idea. Just right, right in front of the groin. Just boom, right there. And it was... It was unsightly and unnecessary for him to be carrying in such way. It it looked irresponsible, and it it looked like he was just flaunting, I have a gun. Now, was it legal? Absolutely. And I would not go and ask him to remove the firearm or take it somewhere else. I would maybe say, could you find a holster? Could you do something a little more safe and, and less irresponsible because i think gun owners such as myself would say there is a correct and proper way to carry and then there is an incorrect and disgusting way to carry but you absolutely have the right to yeah and rich mentioned rich mentioned that that i mean you're not breaking a law but sometimes there are other you know there there are other factors sure there are other bars to set like you know is it appropriate how how are the people feeling about it however if somebody is carrying a weapon in a place where it's legal to do so, uh, you don't even, uh, they don't even have to have a good reason for it. No. They just simply have a right to do it. And Correct. so you can't really say much about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, guns make a lot of people nervous. Uh, guns in somebody else's hands make people a little even, even a little more nervous, especially, uh, people who seem a little suspect. But again, uh, no laws broken, but, yeah, maybe a little unsightly. Some maybe. people just didn't like to see it. In this case, it was a Fourth of July parade, and it was a militia group, I guess. And I, I just don't know enough about it. Yeah, and if you so, hear a lot of, you know, what sound like shots on the Fourth of July, that's 
generally not guns. See, this is usually one of the areas where I come out sounding much more conservative than I do the rest of the week. Because I'm a gun owner. I don't have a problem with, with guns for the most part. When they're handled responsibly. And when nobody's shooting at you. Yeah. Yeah. But that and these guys said, I don't have a problem. You know, and these guys that were carrying them didn't shoot at anybody. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we have, you know, anytime we start talking about guns, the lines just light up. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay talking about this. So let's go. KBOI News Time, 846. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.52 on Open Phones Friday. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper along with Chris Walton, and we'll take our first call here. Joyce, thanks for calling this morning. How are you this morning? Joyce. Great. Good. What can we do for you? Well, you mentioned briefly the movie Sound of Freedom. Yes. And I just wanted to to let you know that that is based on a true story of a man that worked for Homeland Security and uh, risked his life in uh, trying to rescue stolen children who were sold as sex slaves. And he has a website, um, Operation Underground Railroad, and it's really a very important movie to open the eyes, open my eyes, of uh, how serious a problem this is. So I just wanted to let you know it's just not uh, a light movie. But That's it's not a, a popcorn a movie for sure. Well, there were people eating popcorn. I got you. <laughs> okay. All right, Joyce, thanks very much for the call. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I was talking about having gone to see the new Indiana Jones movie last night. And this is a film that a lot of people are saying, you know, take, mm-hmm. take some time and go check this one out. Did quite well at the box office, yeah, actually. Especially for an independent film, which it is. Todd in hey. Emmett. Thanks for calling, Todd. How are you? Hey, it's Tom, but go ahead. That's all right. Hey, uh, <laughs> go Wednesday, for it. Wednesday, I locked horns with Nate about this subject, about the long guns in the parade. Let me ask you this. Uh... The people that want to kind of, you know, put a little restrictions on long guns, they show decency because they do not show pictures of what these guns do to these school children. But do you think for a second that the Supreme Court would overturn Roe if they didn't show these mutilated fetuses that they take out? And uh, I, uh, he said, why am I uncomfortable? I got six grandchildren going to public schools. I got four, well, two kids and a couple of nephews that teach school. And so he says, why are you uncomfortable with this display of guns? Well, it normalizes that, you know, if I got a little bit of a beef, I got some backup right here on my shoulder. And so he says, why are you uncomfortable? If you guys could go and you guys have heard what it looks like. None of us have seen it. You take a beautiful six-year-old child and you shoot them with one of these freaking guns by somebody that's 18 years old that just got got all pumped up watching everybody else carry guns, feeling like such men. That uh, yeah, that's why I have a problem with parades carrying long guns. They need to look at. They need to go and find what these children look like after they've been shot by this freaking weapon. Todd, and, I, uh, I appreciate your your passion in this. I, I certainly understand it. Question though. Yes. If it were 
current military members parading on the 4th of July, would you still have a problem? Or is it just because it's militia? No problem whatsoever, because those guys have actually taken an oath to defend the country. They haven't stood there and took in these stupid COVID, anti-COVID stories. They haven't went and, went and thought that, that they still think to this day that, that Donald Trump got more votes. Right. But you got your guns, and like I said, look up and see, you know, just listen to the description of these children after they've been shot by this weapon. Yeah. So, yeah, they're strutting around like they're all that manly. Most of them are very insecure, and that's why they have this gun on them, because they don't want to just go and go along with life like the rest of us without having deadly force within their fingertips. Most of them are more cowardly than you can shake a stick at, which is amazing. They they use this as a support for their manhood. Good for them, because I'm really sorry that they need that. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it, Tom. Well, I mean, there, he had some psychology that he was getting into there, and, and that may or may not be completely the case. We don't, you know, people can have different reasons why they're carrying uh, a gun or why well, they join and, a militia. Or and here's like the that. other thing: a, a lot of the people that we're talking about that join these militia groups are former military members mm-hmm. that do have plenty of training and are just looking to. Stay involved in, in something that they believe in. Terry wrote in, and he says, I was listening this morning after hearing the question about avoiding the draft during the Civil War. I went to several different websites and consistently found the cost to avoid conscription was, in fact, $300. And Interesting. You, and you are right about that. What uh, The, the uh, source that I had said that you paid $100 to an insurance company, and then if you got drafted, they paid the government the $300. Oh. Um, but you could also just pay the government the $300. So I probably should That's have accepted that answer. Yeah. So I, I do stand corrected, but uh, uh, we have to give the prize to who oh, got it. Chris, shame on you. Well, it's, it's, it's like Casper said a long time ago, you know, don't give me the right answer. Give me the one I'm looking for. KBY News. A part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. And it's 906. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper this week. And at least some of next week. At least some of it. Because yeah, the dude he, has vacation. Well, I mean, he's, it's, it's kind of a working vacation. I mean, his, his wife uh, is the president of the National Association of Realtors, or vice president right now. I'm not sure which. But well, anyway. She's working. But, he's not. Yeah, I mean, and, and so it's a working vacation where they were forced to go to uh, St. Thomas and the Virgin Islands. Oh. Which, as I understand it, is, well, uh, really, nice. really cool. Right, yeah, right on. Mike in Boise, thanks for waiting through the news break. Mike, you're up. Thanks for calling us this morning on KBOI. Good morning. I'll talk about a whole different subject here, and I don't know if either one of you have renewed your license plates on your vehicle lately, but there's something that it's against senior citizens. A senior citizen has to pay more, and the reason I'm saying that is uh, my neighbor brought it to my attention, and then another neighbor, who they're all in their late 70s, that for, say, a 10-year-old car, if you register, if you renew your license plates online, uh, 7668, if you do it in the mail, 8395, or if you do it in office, 8335. 
So, and the reason these two people brought it to my attention is neither one of them have computers. Uh-huh. And there is still an element of seniors that don't have it, or like one senior who I did talk to, she said, well, I always mail it in because I can't ever figure out how to do it. But it seems like that we punish people now that aren't uh, technologically, uh, you know, with an app and this and that. But uh, I, and then when I got my registration, I I thought, wow, now I know what they're talking about. Uh-huh. So people that uh, can't either do it or do not have. I mean, my one neighbor does not have a smartphone, does not have a computer, and he's 81 years old, drives great. And I just thought I'd bring that up that somehow. Uh, now state government, private sectors all over the place, as you know, you see senior citizen discount everywhere, which I always complained about that until I became that age. But, <laughs> ironic, uh, huh? Yeah, ironic. <clears throat> okay. And, of course, it was set that way because a lot of seniors, most seniors are on a fixed income uh, if they're in their 70s. But I thought the registration was very unique that they charge you more because you can't do it online. Yeah. See, and I just thought I'd I'm a bring big that fan. Up. I'm a big fan of the 80, 81, 82 year olds out there that don't have a cell phone, don't have a computer. Because you know what they do? They listen to the hell out of the radio. That's what they do. <laughs> Hello, senior citizen. I'm a fan of you. Yeah, you're 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 very right, and and there's there's some people economically they don't have a computer they have to go down to the library, and I'm sure trying to do this in the library and then putting your credit card in uh, I don't even want to think how much of a nightmare it is. Oh yeah, I mean, I, it, but I just thought I'd bring that up that that we basically punish people, a lot of them seniors. And people that are technologically challenged, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, but you want to charge them more. And I just well, thought I'd throw that out. You know, I'll I'll do this. I'll I'll get with you on the when you when you're a little on the slow side of getting into technology, that's that's fine. But there's usually a grandkid or a twelve year old to help step you through the 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 interweb not always though not always though hey thanks very much for yeah, the phone call we appreciate I, it today uh, the thing i agree with though it seems fair to me since everybody has different circumstances that it should be the exact same price to renew yeah no yeah. matter how you do it mm-hmm. i mean it's great that they give you the convenience of using the phone or using the computer or showing up but i don't think there should be a discount for doing any of those things i got you The number to call today, 208-336-3700. It's Open Phones Friday, so we'll talk whatever you want to talk about. 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Paul is, I'm sorry, you go first and then we'll get Paul here. Quickly, Ron from Meridian wrote, Rich, Rich, Rich. Rich, rich, rich. Were there any so-called mass shootings in Idaho? Thought not. Not not over the weekend, no. Mm -mm. We had been talking about the group was it the liberty dogs they were one of them yeah one of the one of the groups they they were marching in the fourth of july parade and they were open carrying and they were long guns and And that that rubs some people the wrong way matthew had a similar uh comment he said there were also a lot of drunk driving and alcohol related incidents over the fourth of july should we ban alcohol what about cars and wrecks and people driving into groups spoons obesity kills a lot of people 
<laughs> box cutters led to a lot of people dying in 2001. Man, my family would love me uh, to just keep box cutters somewhere else. Box, Every time I get one, I cut my hand. You can't take a box cutter on a plane anymore. That's no. one thing about that. No. Uh, you do have a lot of penalties for driving recklessly or causing accidents. Uh, clearly, it's against the law to drive into groups. People aren't that intimidated generally by cars since uh, they're kind of a necessity. And a lot of people consider guns a necessity as well. Some do. Um, spoons, a little bit of an ob- obesity does kill a lot of people, but not that many people are intimidated by uh, obesity. And, yeah, as far as uh, banning alcohol, there are still plenty of people who would love to ban alcohol, as we did uh, in Prohibition from 1920 to 1933. I'm going to tell you right now, I am glad they have not outlawed butter. I am a big fan. Mm-hmm. I've discovered that butter is my favorite food. It's not good for me. But if you start down the list of my favorite foods, you'll find that every one of them has was, butter involved. They're just a vessel for butter, I was, as it turns you know, out. I was praised as a kid for eating all my vegetables. But, yeah. uh, I, it, I mean, there was no secret to it. I, you buttered I, the hell out of it. I ate all my vegetables because I love the taste of butter and salt. Hell yes. <laughs> Paul, thanks very much for calling. Appreciate you holding for us. How are you today? Morning. Thanks for my call. Thanks for my call. Yeah. What can we do for you? Oh, you were talking about marijuana yesterday and having it possibly legalized or on the ballot to be able to be legalized for medicinal purposes. And and I've talked with you specifically on this topic before. And I, I think there there might be a maybe a beginning of a solution to that. I think for one thing, I think it should be grown in one location, quite possibly two or three or five locations, wherever it's possible. And that would be on an Indian reservation. I think they deserve the the uh, ability to be able to do that, and that way it would be segregated into one area where it's not going to be pilfered or grown illegally. Uh-huh. And and that would be one way. Like another like, way is like gambling is right. Yeah, you, and, you, and they, they would they would have the concession to do that since they're you know technically they're yeah, in certain ways their own nation. <laughs> They could do the CBD oil and all that, mm-hmm. and uh, and it could be genetically modified so that it's colored instead of green marijuana. It could be yellow marijuana oh. or what have you. They already do that to, to make the potency on the pot extremely high. Huh. So if they can do that, I'm sure they could have a yellow plant so it can't be duplicated. And if the seeds are collected from those plants then they can't sell the seeds and they can't be regrown somewhere else illegally. Well, I know that I know this much. Uh, I'll tell you this. There have been precedents in history that if something looks like it's going to give the Indian nation or the tribe a big gain like oil or minerals or I mean, gold, typically, the government has come in and just claimed those things. That's history. Mm-hmm. I just don't see the government saying, oh, yeah, they can have as much marijuana as they want over there, and we won't worry about any of that revenue. That's not how government works either. A long time ago, the government decided to... Uh put every Indian in the country that they could fit into what is now the state of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And they did that, and they referred to it as Indian Territory. And uh, the 1900s came, and it was still Indian Territory. And then somebody 
discovered that Oklahoma had an awful lot of oil underneath it, and that was the end of that, and mm-hmm. now it's Oklahoma. That's just American history. It's it's an ugly side of American history, as we can all agree. Yeah. But there are ugly sides, but there are when, also very, very attractive sides. When the state decides sides. we're going to allow marijuana for medicinal or recreational, it's going to be so that the state can gain, so that the state can benefit. That won't just be one group of people. I can guarantee it. And I think people in the Indian nation are probably shaking mm-hmm. their heads going, you're all right. They're not going to do that for us. Uh, J.M. wrote in to say, Morning, gents, in regards to Rich from Boise's statement, in 2021, there were 13,384 deaths from alcohol-related impaired driving. While killing someone is not legal, alcohol is. Who's to blame for those deaths? The cars, alcohol, our laws, or the actual people who chose to break the law? Mm-hmm. Uh Nobody's completely free of blame, but I would guess it's mostly the people who chose to break the law. How's Laws that? are there for a reason. Take a break. We do have a line open if you want to jump in, 208-336-3700. It is Open Lines Friday, so you call it, you got it today. KBUI News Time 916. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hey, hey, hey. 921 on News Talk KBOI. Uh, I am Rick Worthington filling in for Mike Casper today, and it is Open Phones Friday. We just let you talk about whatever you feel like talking about. I don't know how wise that is, but it's not my show, so I just... Do what I'm supposed to do around here. Rochelle says, for all the people calling in that don't want to see these guns in public, there is a utopia called California. For me, personally, I feel safer around guns because the deranged people will always get them, and this way there is someone who could potentially protect myself. I personally carry all the time because I would rather be able to protect myself and my child than not. There are lots of people that feel that way. Be prepared, as the Boy Scouts used to say. Now, I am not, I, I don't carry my, my handgun everywhere I go. I, I don't do that. So you are just happy to see me. <laughs> Phil called in, or wrote in. Phil says uh, to all the people uh, pissed off about a couple of groups of people carrying guns at the 4th of July parade, we just spent a month celebrating a specific group of people. If we can handle 30 days of celebrations for one group, we sure as hell can handle a couple of hours of another. Uh, all things are not equal, but I do see your point. You know, I, I I was going to say that I don't carry my firearm all over the place. I know many people who do. I can tell you that I have carried my handgun a few times but not all the time places where I feel like there's a really good reason to carry it. I'll carry it because I have the right to do so. But I also believe that going into the ice cream store with my kids and several other kids probably isn't appropriate because I know it will make some kids very uneasy. You can be aware of and, or, uh, interested in what other people have to think about what you're doing or not well it's part of what makes it america if you want to be considerate to others 
you certainly may do that. If you don't want to, then you don't have to by right uh, if you're not doing something that breaks the law. Most certainly. Some people will say, it's my right to carry it. I'm going to carry it, and you can't do anything about it, and that is fine. If that is your attitude about it, they're right. Because you can't argue with that. You're no, right I can't that. argue with it. Mike, I, I just happen to believe in kindness and mm-hmm. decency, and I think that you can be kind by not carrying in certain places because you realize that some people are going to feel uneasy, right. and I don't want to make you feel uneasy. But again, kindness, uh, not regulated by law. No, generally. it isn't. Uh, Mike wrote in to respond to the person who wrote in saying that there wasn't a mass shooting in Idaho, and I think they meant over the weekend, but Mike says, yes, there has been a mass shooting in Idaho. It was a quadruple homicide at a northern Idaho residence in June, and if the national trend continues, there will be others. But I, I think the uh, the person who wrote the original was talking about just over the weekend because there were something like 28 uh, different mass shooting events uh and mass, they don't necessarily mean like dozens of people, but like, you know, two or three people. Sure. There were, there were 28 different mass shooting events around the country, uh, and none of them happened in Idaho this past weekend. But yeah, sure. just last month there was one. You know, I'll, I'll give, I'll give you guys this. If you're, if you're really against guns, I'll tell you this. I would give up all of my guns right now, every one of them, if it meant we wouldn't have any more mass shootings. Lindsay. It would be weird if just you giving up your guns meant that we wouldn't have any more mass shootings. I, yeah, that I, would I, say interesting things I, about you. If I was guaranteed that there would be no more mass shootings, I would be very happy to jump on board with there are no more guns. But Quick, quickly that's here, not going to happen. Quickly here, Lindsay wrote in to say, thank you for the Oklahoma factoid, but how dare you throw CRT into an unrelated topic? And then it says, texted with heavy sarcasm. Ah. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Got some calls waiting for us. We'll get to you right after the break. And news. KBOI News Time is 925. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. It's 933 on News Talk KBOI. Again, Rick Worthington filling in for Mike Casper today. So we jump to the phone lines. See, which one am I supposed to take first here? Right there, number one. Alan from Eagle. Thanks for calling us this morning on News Talk KBOI. Hi, good morning, man. How are you? Doing real well. Thank you. What can we do for you? Um, well, first of all, I want to say I'm retired military. Mm-hmm. And um, you're, two of your topics that you've been talking about, well, the one not so much, but I wish you would. Uh, number one was the parade and the militia carrying uh, weapons um, not concealed. And your news organization has reported twice the illegal alien that murdered and took a life. And they took him six years to get him, thank goodness. And your radio station has announced that he's up for 30 years and he can be open for parole in 15 years. To the gentleman that called about the parade and he was very apprehensive and high anxiety, and I can appreciate that 110%. But if you just listen to your news organization, when a person takes another life and they get 30 years, with an option of 15 years parole, I think things are so upside down now that a lot of people are very frustrated and worried. And I think that's causing more and more people to carry either overt or concealed weapons. 
the other thing is, uh, Chris, I have a, a, a question for you that really caught my ears this morning. When you said a suspect appearance, did you define when you're looking at somebody when they make you feel uneasy or suspect? I'm not sure in, in to, to which he said that. Um, can you be more specific? Well, yeah, you were talking about a, a young man who stupidly was wearing an exposed... You know what? That uh, was me. That wasn't Chris. That, that, that was me that said that. So uh, I'll address it. No, no. Oh, oh I'll okay. address I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. I apologize. I no, thought it was Chris. It's okay. Sometimes we sound we sound alike sometimes. We both have these, yeah, you know, yeah. really good radio yeah. voices. And, you know, that's 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 a blessing. Um, that's okay. I, I was uneasy because the young man that was wearing it, he was wearing basketball shorts. And he had a he had a handgun tucked in his basketball shorts. Right. Like that's that's silly. And that's irresponsible. And we were at we were at fancy freeze. It was a place where just a bunch of kids were hanging out. And I was like, that's a punk move. And I would say that's not a responsible gun owner that's doing something like that. And that's not how I felt. All. That's how I felt. That's not okay. a responsible gun owner. That's somebody okay. who's just okay. flaunting that I'm wearing a gun. It was, okay. The kid was wearing a, a white sleeveless T-shirt, and he had his gun tucked in his basketball shorts where everybody could see exactly what he had. And I was like, I, I can't deal with this. That's yeah, punk. That's very ir- ir- irresponsible. But aren't you a little bit outraged? that a man can take another life and only get 30 years with the ability to be paroled at 15 years. Uh, This is a a mother, a wife who had two kids, and he took her life. Do you think there's a a correlation there that fewer people would feel that they needed to carry guns if the uh, penalty for murder was like an automatic death penalty? Bingo. Okay. That there's there's no repercussions anymore for for hardly anything anymore. People aren't being punished anymore. Alan, appreciate the call. Yeah, Thank 15, you very much. Fifteen for years today. for a murder. I mean, that's like Europe. Uh, Two dogs has written in and says, uh, Chris, the gun carrying community that actually trains is of the mindset that open carry causes unnecessary anxiety with our fellow citizens. The preference is to train, 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 and carry concealed. Which, you know, that sounds pretty good. I think concealed carry is is the, the best option. I think it it creates a safe atmosphere. It also creates less anxiety. Yeah. I mean, p- personally, I'm not that... I don't get that anxious when I see guns around because i've been around people you know who hunt and cops and things like that Mm -hmm. pretty much my whole life next door neighbor was a policeman when i was growing up always had guns and the only time probably i learned this from him the only time that i'm kind of anxious about the whole thing is probably too late because that would be when somebody's pointing it at me well here's the here's the other thing and you really need to consider this folks I, i do not mean this like I'm a wise ass. But if you move to Idaho and guns make you nervous, you chose poorly. Honestly, if guns make you nervous and you decided to move to Idaho, 
You came to the wrong state. Kevin, thank you very much for calling us this morning. Kevin in Caldwell, how are you? Great. Good morning, and uh, thanks. I uh, On a whole different topic, um, I want to thank you guys for your question this morning on the impossible question. Yeah. Nearly impossible question. I like to learn things. It's a lot of the reason I listen to AM radio, and, and this morning I learned more about uh, Abraham Lincoln than, uh, than I knew before. <laughs> nice. I've never understood... I've never understood why he's always been held up. You know, when I was a, a grade schooler in uh, in Reno, Nevada, as a little kid, you would have thought Abraham Lincoln was the uh, second coming of God. I mean, they, they held him up like he was the greatest president and the greatest individual ever. The guy wasn't against slavery. He worked for the biggest corporations as a lawyer, namely the railroads. Um, he got rid of a lot of great things this country had going for it. He centralized power to the executive branch. He took away a lot of states' rights. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And now I find out the guy believed in representing the rich so much that he allowed for a buyout in a draft. And I find that reprehensible, especially in this day and age. We would never allow that. I mean, we can't allow that. But, uh, you know, it's surprising. The Republican Party always has the, uh, the Lincoln uh, celebrations every year. And I've always wondered why, because as my party, he did not, his actual policies did not represent what Americans, what Republicans supposedly practice. All right. Yes. He's a famous president and he, it did abolish slavery, but when politics and politicians fail, war is the, is the, is the answer, the, the cause of failed politics and we got the worst war in American history. You're so, you're right when you say that he is revered by a lot of people, but probably he's celebrated by the Republican Party simply because he was the first Republican president. Thank you very much for the call, by the way. Got lots had, to get up to that point. We had had Federalists, we had had Whigs, and we had had uh, Democrats and what were called Democrat Republicans, which is what... Uh, Thomas Jefferson was. Lots of folks wanting to call and talk about guns now or open carry and or the parade. And we have one line open for you at 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, good morning. It says Diane, but I think it's Dylan. I'm not sure who I'm talking to. Hi. Good morning. How how are you and who is this? <laughs> Tell me your first name. Dylan. Dylan, that's what I thought it was. Thanks for calling, Dylan. How are you today? Fantastic. And as always, thank both of you and all the whole crew for getting up when you do every day. I don't know how you do it. It's crazy. <laughs> Thanks, it's, Dylan. It's a little bit nuts, uh, but you're right. Thank you. My wife's foot is why I do it. it just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's a tough subject for me because you got a couple of issues with First Amendment and Second Amendment. I've been around firearms my entire life. I'm an infantry ground-pounding scout. We go. I'm a local gun store owner. And, you know, it's hard for me to say that the second, the, the more vocal side of the Second, second Amendment movement is doing it in some of the most disrespectful ways, and it disappoints me as somebody who is my entire livelihood is based on firearms. And, you know, back in the 50s, every single channel on TV had firearms in it. Kids were playing with firearms and everything. Kids were taking guns on bus to school. Um, it's, it's a cultural change, and it's 
it's really sad and it's not born in respect. I really appreciate your last caller that pointed out it's about education, mm-hmm. get training and keep it concealed. And, you know, I wish somebody would just start a nonprofit to start getting free training for those that can't afford it and get back to the age old, like the old age opportunity and respect. I had a friend of mine who's not my friend anymore, who used to think it was just amazing and honey to carry open carry and like a whole foods. And I'm like, you are destroying, you are destroying the entire movement by acting like a cross-eyed jerk. It's just disappointing. I'm, I get furious about it. A cross-eyed now, jerk. That, I love like, that. Let me clarify something. Let me clarify sure, something sure. about that. The 4th of July parade, you know, that's, that's, that's in more to me an expression of your first amendment rights and your ability to communicate. And that's a very special moment. And, you know, open carrying and fortune, I trade that might be a little something different. The kid wearing basketball shorts. I'm with you, Rick, like get an education, freaking wise up and recognize how important that this right that we have is and take care of it because that is just, it's terrible. It well, just frustrates me I, to no end. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for the call, Dylan. Uh, it, it's like this. If you're going to have a firearm, you take on the idea that I'm going to have this firearm and be responsible with it. I mean, I really feel like that's that's the deal. It's the deal you're making with everybody else. I can have a firearm, but I'm going to be responsible with it. I'm going to get trained. I'm going to carry it responsibly. That's the deal you should be making with everyone else. And if you're not doing that, you shouldn't carry it. Dylan made a good point, too, about how people sometimes, with uh, a public show of, of anything, can actually be hurting their own cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this particular case, it would be you know people who are responsible gun owners, but if you carry them as an intimidation tool, then you're making more people hate guns. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's nothing you can probably necessarily control, but... On all sides of the political spectrum, there are people who don't realize that when you have open displays of whatever it is you like best in public, that quite often that's when you alienate people that you are trying to, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're trying to impress. It, the old saying is that you can uh, catch more, what is it, you can catch more uh, flies with honey than you can with vinegar. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning be sweet as opposed to being sour. Sure. Uh, but then again, the last part of that saying is, but you can get even more with dog poo, so what's your point? <laughs> Let's talk to J.J. in Middleton this morning. Good morning, J.J. Thanks for calling. Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? Really well, thank you. Hey, I just wanted to bring up the whole story once again. I agree with you 100%, and just to give a quick background, I've you know, been around guns my whole life. I shoot, I practice all the time. But I am an open carrier, and the reason for that, too, is, you know, if I'm walking into a, a Jackson some to pay for my gas and there's some psychotic dude sitting there on the verge and maybe he won't do what he does, that's kind of why I do it. And on the other hand, they'll bring it to your holster. My holster is a about a, about a six-inch round that slides between my, my uh, hip plate there. Mm-hmm. Buttons on the side of that, clips on the side of it. My gun itself is molded to the design of my gun. I ordered it to the gun. It locks in place. It doesn't wiggle. It doesn't slide. <laughs> That's the other thing. When you're out there doing it, I don't pull it in and out. I don't play with it, all that. It's on my side. It's locked in, and it stays there. 
that stuff of wiggling around, you know, flopping in your shorts and all that, he, he should have had his. For those, for those just hand. tuning That's in, we are still right. talking you know about I mean? uh, handguns. Yeah. Just <laughs> but I just want you guys to look at it and perspective me. And the way I look at it, the reason I open carry all the time is if it deters somebody that sees me that's just about ready to do something stupid, that makes me happy. Or maybe they'll take a shot at me first to give everybody else the time to get out of the way. <laughs> there, you know so you have the, and, and, and you're right. There are a lot of different ways to look at it, and some are very positive. Well, JJ, right. thanks very but much the for the call. Itself needs to be good. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah, thank you very much. Do appreciate that. Yeah, a holster where your gun doesn't rattle around uh, and do things without your permission, that's even better. Three on hold. We'll get to you right after the break. John, Ben, Kevin, looking at you. We'll get right back to you after this. KBOI News Time is 947.